right. Welcome back to Shellyville. My name is Michelle Clear. I'm the host of Shellyville, and I have my awesome producer, Justin, with me today. And we are going to talk about the mind-body connection. This was a topic that was given to us by a fan. So we wanted to go over this because we love it when we get feedback from from our subscribers, our fans. And this particular topic is very popular, right? I mean, we all have a body. We all have a mind. This connection is not old. This connection is not new. It is what we have developed over time, understanding how does our body respond to our mind and does our mind respond to our body? And of course it does. It's like it's interconnected. It's through our transmitters, our hormones, our chemicals. But why do we have such a huge industry of yoga and meditation and Buddhism for this purpose? So what, like Justin, you were excited about this topic. You wanted to talk about this. What was it about this one that you wanted to get into? Uh, Strong body, strong mind. Absolutely. Uh, You very seldomly run into people who um, are hyper successful without having some sort of physical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a competence, like relatively like physically healthy. And on the inverse side, um, you very seldomly see somebody who is ridiculously shredded in shape on a, at a very high level without being relatively successful somewhere in their personal lives. Obviously exceptions to these rules. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. But they're for the most part, that's, I would say for probably 80% of people, um, that's, that's going to be the case. So what I like about this, this is not about a weight, like, (laughs) correct. This This is is not a number on a scale. This is not a weight thing. This is not about, okay, my body looks good. So therefore I must have my shit together. No, this is about my body's healthy. The definition of healthy for me is a body that doesn't have disease. Mm-hmm. It's a body, and if it did have a disease, it was a curable one or at least a manageable one, one that I can take care of and I'm on top of and I know how to manage it. Like one of the benefits of having a strong mind-body connection is it lowers our blood pressure, reduces our anxiety, helps us with fatigue. It also has us pain management and cognitive function. So there are serious benefits of having a strong a stronger sense of mind or thoughts or more positive thoughts. Because if you're connected to your body, you can listen to the sensations in your body when they're hurting. But I want to tell a personal story because as a therapist, everyone always says, oh, I could never do your job. I could never do your job. You sit with so many emotions. And I do sit with a lot. But even I've noticed this last year that I've had a lot of personal emotions I haven't dealt with very well. So recently... And this is not cool, but recently I fell and I hurt myself so hard. I fell off the the staircase right in front of my office, hit the ground, both bloody knees, both bloody hands. Like I blunt force, like slammed into the sidewalk and there was a car driving by and the person saw me and she was so upset. She stopped and asked me if I was okay. And I am so proud. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Meanwhile, I'm bleeding. I actually need help, but I refuse to take it because I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I sat there stunned on the sidewalk probably for 10 minutes, 
like shimmied over to the grass because my knees were bloody. So I couldn't even get up off the sidewalk, got off of the grass and I was going to lunch and I'm like, that's it. I'm just going home. Went home and I cried like I got hit by a truck. <laughs> like, I mean, I like the, re- the, the pain in my body allowed me to let go of my emotional pain. I actually needed to feel, feel physical pain to cry. Interesting. It was huge for me. And I know I sit on a lot of emotion, but that body connection to me was like the release I needed to feel like I felt every emotion, man. I like it just released and I cried and cried. And I was like, what in the hell is wrong with me? I mean, I felt like I was a two year old. I'm like, do I have to go to the hospital? I mean, I jacked my shoulders up. I just, it was a hard fall. And that mind-body connection was huge for me because that pain allowed me to release emotional pain. And what about when we're sitting with so much physical pain, how does that affect our mental pain? That's a great segue into, um, I'm going to take a page out of the Dude Bro Bible for a second. <laughs> um, it's There's a... It, Gym culture is a very interesting thing, especially for guys. Um, because I would know that culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've dabbled over okay. the years. Uh, and, I can see it. <laughs> yep. And so the, the there's a common um, understanding amongst peop- uh, guys, especially who go to the gym frequently. It's mm-hmm. it's a saying that that breakups create bodybuilders. Mm. And it's basically like, I'm going to, I'm, cause lifting weights, let's be honest, it, it hurts, especially like when, if you haven't done it for a while and you go and you do a hard workout, I mean, it's not comfortable. You, you feel like you got hit by a car for yep, a couple of days muscles after. muscles are sore. Yeah, for sure. And the, the idea is that, you know, nobody, I, I, nobody is going to hurt me more than I hurt myself. And mm. In a healthy way, right? You know, it's not well. like self mutilation or anything like that. <laughs> right. But it's this a, is a healthy weightlifting m- mindset. Correct. Correct. Gonna, I, they are you probably addicted to the pain. Yeah. Well, and then there's a, like funny things on the internet where it shows like before and after pictures, and there's this guy, kind of a dorky looking guy, um, with a, like a homecoming picture with mm-hmm. this girl, and the caption is is like how bad did she hurt you, bro? And then like the next picture is like this guy five years later and he's just absolutely shredded. <laughs> he's like, it hurt yeah. me bad. Yeah. I'm another never going to get is, rejected again. Yeah. Another one is like, um, you know, it, it's just like a text bubble going, mm-hmm. going down and it's this guy reaching out to another guy and he's like, Hey man, I, can I start working out with you? And, um, and the guy's like, yeah, what do you want to like, what, what's your goal? And the guy's like, and the guy responds, he's like, my goal is to make her regret everything. Oh, I <laughs> So, so yeah, there's, there's so, that so element there's of it there's the mentality well. behind it. Yes. But Menta- exercise. I like what you did there. Mentality. Uh, mentality. Yep. <laughs> but think about it. We do use exercise to get rid of some of the demons in our brain. Like we really do. It's a, it's a. It's recommended by every doctor out there. Mm-hmm. Every therapist says, are you walking? Are you exercising? Are you doing 15 minutes of activity? Something to get rid of the demons. Mm-hmm. 
So when you have a serious breakup like that and you're hurting, Mm -hmm. you're going to go to the gym, physically work your butt off, (laughs) get this awesome body. But here's the thing. There's two things going on there. You have improved your body. What have you done for your mind? Mm. And you need to do both. And that's the connection piece. If you just go and shred your body and you're doing this great, but you've never dealt with the rejection, you didn't sit with the pain of that. You didn't heal. Mm -hmm. You didn't heal. And so what's going to happen to the next person? You're thinking you're better than them. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep repeating. Why do I, why do people like, I look so great. Why doesn't anybody like me? Because you've never figured out it had nothing to do with your freaking body in the first place. Mm-hmm. It had to do with personality. It had to do with how you listened to somebody. It had to do with how you treated somebody. So that's like, I love the analogy of what you just gave us because I think that happens too often. Man, that piece about healing your mind, that takes more time. That's really interesting. That's a good point. Do you think that by so let's say you're struggling in one of those two areas let's say you're either physically out of shape or um maybe you're dealing with some emotional stuff do you feel like so let's say you're you're really at, you're really out of shape and you're fairly sharp mentally right That'd do you be think me. that I'm raising my hand yeah so <laughs> do you do you think that by well let me use this example this is an easier example for me so let's say you're you're relatively you know, you know, you're, you make a decision to, to fix the body part and Mm -hmm. then does it make it easier? Like, like, um, a rising tide raises all ships, for instance, because you're working on, on your health and your fitness. Does that, I'm not saying does it, it doesn't solve those problems, but does it, is there a natural correlation between I really want to work on this area of my body. Therefore, it's going to make it easier to work on my mind. No, and that's, look at it this way. When someone goes in for by, bypass surgery, gastric bypass, they have to be in therapy. That's part of the, like, the medical, you know, definition of, like, you can't go without therapy. Or like the hormone therapy, you have to be in therapy. The reality is just because you want to fix your body, if you don't fix your mind, your body healing itself or going through that is not going to work. So that's why it's recommended and it's, but it does, it's not automatic. A lot of times people don't think that they have to fix their thoughts to fix their body at all. Mm -hmm. Some people have not understood this connection. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that don't believe that the way that they think affects their physical health. No, I, the, I, I agree 100% with that. So if you're just looking and concentrating about your body and you want a better body, no, I don't think you really, it's not going to make it easier for you to go to therapy. In fact, it's probably going to make you want therapy less because you're working on, you have proof that your body's good. Mm-hmm. Like now I look good. So F everybody, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I don't think that they correlate. They really don't. Even medical doctors make clients have therapy. Gotcha. So I wish it was a natural. I wish this was, I mean, you would think this would be, but because we've ignored mental health for so long and not taught mental health with physical 
education mm. that people don't realize. I mean, maybe now we're starting to. I wish they did meditation and yoga in school. Mm-hmm. Like, like I learned to play euchre during yeah. gym class. I mean, I wish maybe they should have done meditation or I learned, yoga. I, I was a gym class hero. That was my favorite <laughs> subject of the day. I was... I was the dodgeball champion. Oh, I the, hated dodgeball. You know, did you guys ever the president's fitness challenge? Oh, Do you yeah, remember we that? Did all that, that was my that was my time to shine, baby. I was lucky if I did a sit up. Class jock. <laughs> I could see it all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Mm-hmm. But not everybody is. I I and here's the thing. I've always was thin. I was always tiny, but I was always weak. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have that inner strength. Mentally, yes, but Physically, no. And so a mind-body connection for me is I just feel healthy, plain and simple. I, at my age, I don't have a medicine cabinet full of medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have any diabetes. I don't have any, like, m- immunity diseases. Like, I'm really, that to me says I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm not. I'm overweight. I sit for eight hours a day. Like, I should be a gym rat. I really would benefit more with more physical activity. So I know that there's benefits in being healthy physically, but I almost feel better about myself because I have a strong mind. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's more important, but I'm, I might not be, no, I'm not average. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, being smart is important, but having big biceps is important her. <laughs> so that's, that's how I see it. <laughs> Okay, meathead. <laughs> we can go around this all day. <laughs> and this is why I love Justin so much. Because <laughs> you give a different perspective, yeah. and I agree with you. I think that there's something, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love eye candy. Mm-hmm. I'm all about looking at a good good man, and even beautiful women. I, I can admire someone who takes the time to t- mm. care for their body. Likewise. I mean, I really like that's okay with me. Yeah. I, I'm I like the eye candy. I love it. I love to encourage my clients to walk. I love to encourage my clients to get out a little bit of exercise because I know that this actually works. Mm-hmm. But a lot of time we hold on to so much trauma that we don't release it from our body. Mm-hmm. So we have to do this. We have to do some form of physical action to release what we're thinking, but you have to combine them through thought. Mm-hmm. You have to say what I'm doing for my body is improving my mind mm-hmm. or what I'm doing for my mind will eventually improve my body. Okay. So let's say you've got your gym bro, the the example I used earlier, mm-hmm. who let's say it was a breakup and they decided, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym and get shredded. And you see it more as like a coping mechanism mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, do you think that by by doing that, there is an element of them being able to find peace with that situation? Or is there no peace without actually dealing directly with the problem itself? I think you replace one for the other. I think you replace the peace for thinking you've got a great body. But what did you really do for your emotions? Well, I'll... You know, I mean, yeah, you feel better. Right. You feel better. I feel great now. I look good. I feel great. But what if but what if the underlying issue was a lack of confidence and you found a new confidence in yourself and you've like, for instance, you know, but to, isn't that a, anybody can like go that. to the anybody can go to the gym and work out for a couple days. 
and mm-hmm. then get sidetracked and two weeks later be oh shit, I haven't been in the gym in two weeks. But Which maybe, is, I think, the majority of people who eight, exercise. For sure. Yeah. yeah. There, there's nothing more miserable to me than going to the gym in January and February and mm-hmm. all of the new year, new me people. I was mm-hmm. like, can it get, just get to March so all of these people can go away? Like, <laughs> I, I, want, my machine I back. want my gym back. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but but no, maybe there's an element of, you know, it. Not it's not necessarily the the workouts themselves, it's I'm setting a goal for myself, I'm committing to this goal, and I accomplish that goal, now I have a sense of accomplishment, a sense of confidence and that is in definitely my ability going to, to execute that. on a plan. That definitely improves your mood, it makes you feel better about yourself, your confidence is going to improve. But what did you do to help you understand the breakup? You just worked on your body. Mm-hmm. What did you actually do to make you understand that your thoughts and your words and your actions are combined? Your body is separate. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe the breakup was due, and I'm completely making up stuff off the top of my head. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. Maybe the breakup was due to an inability to maybe commit to something. Right. Or maybe it was an inability to follow through. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you, you know, you, you... You couldn't, you never backed up anything that you said. Right. And that was the reason that everything failed. And by doing, and by saying, okay, this, I'm going to find this area of my life unrelated to the relationship area, mm -hmm. but I found an area of my life where I fixed those things. Maybe that's going to translate into the next relationship. And it probably would in a sense that your self-confidence can draw in the right people into your life. When you're in the right state of thinking, you're going to start attracting people that are like-minded. So perhaps you're going to find a better partner that is more understanding of your personality or is more accepting of who you are because your confidence has lifted. Right. I think I I agree with that. Mm -hmm. The problem is you can't just do that alone without having some insight about what brought me to that place. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't ignore the emotional hurts that happened to us. Mm We can have physical pain, as I witnessed recently, yeah. that released my emotional pain because I was stubborn. I mean, I cry all the time. I thought I was dealing with my emotions. Well, no, apparently I wasn't. I mean, apparently I had to have serious physical pain in order for me to release. Like, mm-hmm. that is not normal. Like, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, what I went through is not normal. I had been holding on too tight of my emotions and not processing them in a way that was healthy, that it actually took major event for me to like let it go. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to get to that point. So, I mean, pain is pain. It doesn't matter if it's physical or mental. You somehow, some way have to sit with it. You have to address it. You have to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. What do I need to do? And and I can, I get it. I think exercising is one of the easiest things we can go do mm-hmm. because it's an immediate reaction. I mean, physical activity, immediate reaction, you're going to change your body chemistry by doing something. One of the things they do for distress tolerance is jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. Like if you are really struggling, you do jumping jacks because that moves all of the blood through your whole body. Like you learn how to either run in place Like there's a lot of things that we can recommend to people who are really struggling mentally to do these like quick burst of energy exercises to kind of change the chemistry in the body. 
So, I mean, I've been teaching this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, this is part of what I do. But some people, it's like, yeah, they get it. I mean, one of my biggest struggles, I think, as a therapist is when someone comes in with multiple body issues. Mm -hmm. When they come in with diabetes, when they come in with an immune disorder, when they come in with lupus, when they come in with... Because all of those diseases can contribute to anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. So then I'm treating the depression and the anxiety, but I'm not necessarily helping them because they still have so many core things going on physically. So um, inversely, you're like the example we used, the, you know, gym bro killing it at the gym, but never dealing with the the breakup trauma or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're helping somebody deal with the mental side, but the 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 underlying cause can be the physical side. Absolutely. And that is why I always recommend a medical doctor mm-hmm. because your medical doctor needs to know what are you doing for yourself mentally, but also are they giving you the right medicines that not causing more anxiety? Are you caused more depression because, you know, you're a zombie. Like it's, and here's the thing. I don't think a lot of doctors get the side effects of the medicine that they prescribe. So you've got someone who's really suffering maybe from just low self-esteem to begin with, but then you've got physical ailments and it's, it's, it can be a very difficult road to transfer through or to, you know, transition through. Because you have to take care of both. And that can be a long journey if you have a severe illness. Now, I have worked with some incredible clients that have had cancer. And cancer is a beast all on its own. Because that takes people to a completely different mindset. And so I have worked with clients who have really, you know, you get that close to death or you get that cancer word. Man, you, you, there is nothing that p- wakes you up faster to pay attention to your body. So the mind-body connection, like that is, I've seen it transition. I've seen clients go from the lowest spot to back to normal to even better than normal. So, I mean, it's it's amazing to watch someone transition through something that's really quite physically painful. Because we can do it. I mean, this is, I mean, the whole thing about the body and the mind is that it's very resilient. We underestimate the power of our physical being. Have you read the book the the brain that uh, the brain that heals itself? I don't think so. the The one I no, I've I my favorite one is by Louise Hay. You can heal your body, or you can heal your life, because mm-hmm. she's all about every part of our body controls something um, in our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's combined, but I haven't read that one. What's that? Is that about just that the if you tell the mind it can heal the body, it can? I mean, I believe some of that, but I don't know. It's the brain that changes itself. Oh, the brain that changes itself. Is that? It's um, it's been a minute since I read it, and to be honest with you, there are a lot of big words, so I'm not sure I really <laughs> understood it. <laughs> I know um, I don't. <laughs> but it's it, it's about the science of neuroplasticity. Okay. And basically like um, s- studies for from s- stroke patients learning how to speak again. Okay. Um, 
a woman born with half a brain that rewired itself to work as a whole. Wow. Um, so, and I, and I found this, I had a friend a while back, um, who had a son, um, with some pretty serious developmental issues mm -hmm. and they, they didn't quite know what was going on. It's possible that oxygen was cut off during birth or something like mm -hmm. that, but definitely, um, <clears throat> you know, a, as an eight-year-old, he had about the mental capacity of a two-year-old. Okay. And so they, um, somebody gave him this book and it led him to a clinic down in Atlanta, Georgia. And then this clinic is, is they specifically work with people with traumatic brain injuries. Mm -hmm. And um, a, a lot of their clients are actually like UFC fighters, hockey players, people pro who, athletes yeah. that have gotten yep. their brain bumped. And One too many times. Yeah. And, and it was fascinating to see the progress that this kid made over the course of 18 months of doing wow. this work because the some of the exercises that they were having him do, literally rewiring his brain to light up the areas that weren't lit up. Mm -hmm. um, so that, amazing, it's fascinating. But. Yeah, biofeedback is something you can do for the brain too. Mm -hmm. uh, we did that with my son. He did the fire biofeedback, but not quite to that what your friend has gone through. Yeah, and part of it was, and this this is why I think this is on topic for mind body connection because, um he was able to rewire his brain to like, cause he um, like mobility was a problem. Like mm -hmm. his dexterity, like being able to use his hands and yep. write and, um, and, and walk and run. Like, I don't think he walked until he was like four. Wow. Um, and uh, so very delayed, very, yeah. Everything was super De delayed, delayed. And from them being able to rewire some stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, incredibly you know there's so many clinics out there i mean we are blessed to live in the united states but we have so many options for for therapy mm -hmm. like that's pretty cool yeah i think it i mean there was a there's a brain clinic in chicago we always wanted to take my son to because they do uh, images of the brain and mm -hmm. they they look and see what highlighted and what what area of the brain is like being stimulated, not mm -hmm. stimulated and oh, but we never could afford it. So I would it be happen. fascinated to see what my brain would look like <laughs> and what makes it light up. Mine is, mine's like got a really big pleasure area. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. mine, oh, mine is like highlighted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Put the shopping down. Yep. <laughs> You're like out of control. Yep. You ever see that there's like the stereotypical, um, men's versus women's brain and the women has like these 9,000 different things in it. Yes, we do. Men's brain has one big thing for sex and then everything else is a little speck. So, survival. Yeah. Sex is survival. Mm -hmm. We did that Food. episode already. <laughs> but, you know, hey. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's amazing that that happened for your friend. Mm -hmm. That's so great. And do you know how the boy's doing now? It's I haven't seen him in six, seven years. Okay. So it's been it's been a minute. But okay. um all That's... indications are that he's doing about as good as he could be. About like all sorts of like occupational therapy oh, sure. and stuff. Yeah. Speech therapy that they yep. had him in. And yep. um, you know, I'm not sure he'll ever ever be like a fully functioning adult, 
but mm-hmm. they might get them pretty close. It might be. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of us that are functioning yeah, adults that struggle. Yeah, still out on me, so <laughs> we'll see. We're all still struggling. Yeah. We're all still struggling. But I love the idea that that's what it is. It's like it is the brain rewiring itself. It is connected to the body. We have to pay attention to it. You can't just fix one without the other. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to, I mean, and that's kind of, that's just it. We're full. I always look at it as like we're a full piece of pie. You're not just going to deal with one section. Mm-hmm. If you really want to feel, feel that you are whole, complete, you do have to look at all the elements in your life. Are you working on all of them? Are you also paying attention to your physical body as well as creating space for your brain? You know? So one of the things, of course, you know, I always have to look up some stuff to give, some some tidbits in Shellyville, but these are the five practices to help produce a stronger connection between mind and body. And one is paying attention to breathing. Just breathing is the connection between the body and the mind. To get grounded, grounded is just basically putting your feet on the ground, being in your space. Another one is to create space in your life to to check in. Mm-hmm. Like, where is my mental capacity? Where is my physical pe- capacity? To set clear boundaries within yourself and your relationships. Don't let people walk all over you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're upset about something, say, I think, or I feel, or I am. Do not shut the person down that is asking you a question because you can't process that information. Say, listen, I can't get to that answer right now, but I'll come back to you. Like, we need to start being able to communicate in a way in which our partners understand and respect us in. It's like, this is really a big area that we're going to probably come back around to someday. And then be clear on your values and live them. If you are being an authentic person and you know what your values are, that is the mind-body connection. So all of those are really important to do if you want to get a stronger sense of what is my body saying? What is my mind saying? Paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. So that's how we do it. Those are the practices. That's how we get a stronger connection. But we also can do exercises like yoga, meditation, walking. Those are some some good starts. Yeah, Chloe always used to like, um, like for a while, like we'd be having a conversation about something that may or may not have been fun, and I would take like a like a deep breath like that mm-hmm. and she'd be like oh, why like why are you sighing at me like are you <laughs> mad at me and i'm like no it's like a i found that that is such a good mechanism to just like to like like there's a movie i can't remember the name it's an old baseball movie but it's like clear the mechanism and it's mm-hmm. like it's like you just take a deep breath exhale it and then it's just like there's a sense of clarity that that comes from that that's just like a huge that that like the first one is like it really like, oh yeah breathe i breathe every day but like I, I, people don't get it yeah. there's you can breathe through your nose you can breathe yeah. through your mouth you can count your breath you can you can spend time thinking about it i we breathe all the time but right. how often do i think about it it's such an it's like you know when you're not breathing mm-hmm. you know when you don't feel good yeah. but but we don't pay attention to our just everyday breath so breathing is kind of an like step number 1 and paying attention, mm-hmm. feeling, 
the areas in your body that are tense. Like when I fell, I fell on my knees. I fell, it jacked up my arm. I mean, my shoulder, I thought I broke my shoulder. Like I literally thought I broke my shoulder because I, my arms went straight out and just Mm -hmm. held my weight up. And man, I was like, I hurt in places on my body I hadn't felt in years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, What is this? So getting in touch with your body and really paying attention to things that you own, like this is it. I own my body. I should know how it feels. Mm -hmm. Well, I knew how it felt when it was in pain. Mm -hmm. Well, and stretching is such a huge thing too. And I'm Mm going to speak directly to my, uh, my dude bros out there. Like I was always of the mindset of, yeah, stretching is for wimps or... (laughs) I mean, not necessarily like we would stretch before practices and stuff, but then like, it's like, man, I don't really see this doing anything for me as a young person. And then, you know, when you're older and you start playing rec sports, like you're not doing like team stretches beforehand. So he's like, you might, you might not, if you get there on time or if you're running a little late, you're not going to stretch, right? So you're not warming up the body. Exactly. But I've been going to physical therapy for the last month or so because I, 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 I have a nagging like hip flexor injury that I had like five years ago that kind of went away. And then, it, and then I, pop, so I felt something pop a couple months ago. And so I'm Ouch. like, okay, I need to deal with this problem. So, and they're like having me stretch some of these muscle groups that I had never, I didn't even know existed. Right. Um, uh, amen. Yeah. <laughs> I get and, that. And, <laughs> but people don't realize, like, for instance, I've learned a lot about hip flexors mm-hmm. and your psoas muscle and stuff like that. Um, you don't realize how much tension you store in those muscles. Cause like, yeah, you'll, you'll stretch like your hamstrings and your quads or something like just, you know, I do that throughout the day. It's just like, okay, right. I stand up and you kind of lean over and, mm-hmm. you know, but like your hip flexors, like you don't stretch those unless you very intentionally are stretching your hip flexors. So how do you even do that? Bending over? Just you have to like uh, almost do like a really deep lunge with your knee on the ground and okay. then lean back. Okay. Um, with your like try to get your chest like either level with the ground or even up to the ceiling. Wow. And you can feel a muscle that runs from like your your like your upper groin area all the way into your abdomen and almost up to your rib cage. Wow. So um, that's a lot of body space. Yeah. A and lot of body. It's a huge muscle, but I, I peep like I, it's normal for people to store a lot of stress there. We know the body holds lots. Yes. Of and so like, as I'm like working out these, these muscles that are ridiculously tight, mm-hmm. um, just starting to notice that like after afterwards it's like such a good feeling so do you Um, feel looser you feel like your body's responding better to your movement slowly i and it is something that i've started to do you know physical therapy twice a week and i've started to stretch about twice a week outside of that as well um and yeah i've never been a super flexible person and i'm not yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like I want to get there. I so is that like the measure? Like if you could put your hands flat on the floor? I've never been able to do See, that. See, I'm very, very, very flexible. Okay. But I used to be a cheerleader. Oh, cool. So, so you you may be I know all of that. better off than I am in that in that department. But I, I like I like yoga for that reason because you do stretch your body. And I like the mind-body connection through mm-hmm. yoga and movement. Yeah. But I've always been extremely flexible. I can I can bend down and touch my hands on the ground and good for you. Yeah. 
I can barely touch my toes. <laughs> so. Well, and it, that's, I mean, I think when that's knowing your body, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, flexibility, we know that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things that we do for ourselves physically, we don't realize what that does for us mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, I never realized that being a flexible person physically also made me a flexible thinker because it really actually has. Like, I am very authentically real. Like, this is how I think and feel. My body responds to that. I'm I'm pretty impressed with who I've become as a person because I have taken so much of the criticism and the the society crap and I, I process it, process it, process it. To the point where I now realize this is all connected. I, it's not just my emotions. My body feels that as well. And so learning to love your body is also learning to love yourself. It's really like I like the way I think, but I also love my body. Mm-hmm. And I could I could go to the gym. I could be ripped, what, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not my personality. <laughs> like there's personality involved too. Mm-hmm. I just don't see myself in a gym. I might probably should. My future husband's probably out there somewhere. <laughs> but it's just not. It's just not something I really like to do. I would rather exercise and dance and go have fun mm-hmm. in a different way. So there's lots of different ways to feel what you're talking about you don't just have to go get this physically ripped body some flexibility some walking some mm-hmm. i mean pickleball come on why is pickleball so popular right now i mean it's huge goofiest looking sport i've ever seen <laughs> it's so popular it is it's so popular it's so popular that like tennis courts are starting to have to like post signs saying no pickleball <laughs> Because these tennis courts that nobody uses, right? I know because like, nobody why? plays tennis anymore, and are getting overrun by pickleball players just showing up and having a makeshift court on these tennis courts. <laughs> why not though? Why yeah, not then, use it? Like I just read an article in Jenison that the neighbors are complaining about the the noise from the pickle <laughs> from the tennis courts <laughs> that they're tennis courts that people are playing pickleball at, and they're oh complaining to like the local. Like the local government agency is about the, <sighs> the popping noise from the ball going back and forth. Oh my gosh. Like, we are such a community of complainers. Yeah, we are. Woo, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say it's pretty annoying being, I, I if I live next to a, like their Belknap well, a, has, a, oh, there's Belknap's a baseball huge. field yeah. there and then there's the pickleball courts there and you're playing pickleball and just constantly hearing pop, 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 pop. <laughs> And I was like, if I lived close to one of these places, I would probably be annoyed by this too. But location, location, yeah. location. Mm-hmm. I would rather see people out playing and having a, a sport than sitting in a bar. Yeah. You know, come yeah. on. I think it's awesome. Depends I think on it's if great. I care about them or not. That's the. <laughs> Those were your yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'd rather see my friends out pre- there too, but some random person being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I say all of that tongue in cheek. Just to get a reaction out of you, but <laughs> oh my god! And this is why I laugh, yeah. <laughs> and this is why I laugh because mm-hmm. <laughs> I use that's my mind-body connection. My laughter lets me get through a lot. I get yep. away with so much from laughing. Mm-hmm. Like if people knew what I was really thinking, they'd be like, <laughs> "Why is she laughing all the time?" I used to piss my son off all uh, the time. He's like, "Mom, you laugh too much." Dude, you need me to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like you really need you mom it. to laugh right now because. 
if I really let go of what I was really thinking, you mm. wouldn't like it very much. So <laughs> you have to have my defense mechanism, yeah. thankfully, has always been laughter. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> yeah. Like when my three-year-old does something dumb and I laugh. But on then the inside, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, you're such a knucklehead. <laughs> but <laughs> so I'm three. laughing at I, I'm choosing to laugh at this right now because it's better than yelling at you. So. <laughs> oh, I know it. Oh, she's so cute, though. She's adorable. You have good yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Good kids. All right, people. Do you think that's it? I think that's a wrap. I think we did it. I think we did a mind-body connection. I just appreciate so much um, everyone that listens and has tuned into Shellyville. You can reach me. We love show ideas. We love show ideas. So this was a great one. So you can reach me at ShellyvillePod at gmail.com. Is that right? That's right. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for being here. All right. Everybody have a great day.